thanks for connecting with our online content at Holy Trinity Church in Richmond. We really hope that what we share with you will be a blessing and will help you to continue to grow in your knowledge and love of God. to have the opportunity to be with you this morning. Uh, And thank you for sitting through such a long reading and you'll see why I've chosen it and why it's so long. Today is the National Bible Sunday and the Bible is God's love story. It's a mega narrative that starts in creation in a very special relationship that we have between God and man. We are created in God's image, male and female. And God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden, in the quiet of the evening. Can you picture that? Just walking with the Lord and having a conversation. But God is also, uh, but God is also asking us and inviting us as humans into an adventure. He gave us free will. And you know what? We made the wrong choice. We blew it. And we see the fall of humanity, the separation of God's relationship with us. And the Bible is God's rescue plan. The Old Testament points to the coming of Jesus. And we see that in our Isaiah reading this morning. The Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. He to proclaim freedom of the captives and released from darkness for prisoners. This speaks of rescue from sin, healing, and is a passage of scripture that Jesus read in the synagogue in Nazareth in Luke 4. But did you hear the result of Isaiah's reading this morning? In verse 3, in their righteousness they'll be like great oaks, that the Lord has planted for his glory. Do you feel like a great oak this morning in all its majesty? This time of year, gold leaves, beautiful. In verse 9 and 10, talks about the descendants being recognised, about having God's blessing, that Jesus is the bridegroom dressed for his wedding. This speaks of a rescue plan, and we see this in the New Testament. We see the completion of this love story in Revelations, the second coming of Christ, the coming of the new heaven and the new earth. We all love a good story, don't we? We like an adventure, one of rescue. And for us women, we love a love story. And it draws us in. And it's in our DNA. There are stories in the Bible that speak to us personally. Ones that draw us back again and again. The story of the woman at the well speaks to me. It speaks to me as it echoes some of my story. And so let's have a look at that story again. Jesus is at the start of his ministry. He's called his 12 disciples. They've been in the wedding at Cana. Jesus has turned the water into wine and then he returns to Jerusalem 
where he clears the temple, and there were miraculous signs and wonders that followed Jesus' ministry there. So Jesus and his disciples are now travelling back up to Galilee. The Pharisees are getting a bit itchy about this Jesus, and they travel through Samaria, and they arrive at Jacob's well in the heat of the day. And in the heat of the day, a woman approaches the well to draw water. And Jesus, a Jew, did the unthinkable for a man of his day. He spoke to the woman, fully knowing what type of woman she was. How did he know? She is not drawing water in the cool of the evening with other women. Drawing water in the cool of the evening would have been a wonderful community thing, a very social time for women of the village. It was a time that they caught up, time to talk about their families. Did you see that where Johnny's walking? Did you hear that this was happening? Did you know that so-and-so was unwell? But here is this woman in the heat of the day. This shows that this woman was not accepted and that she was disconnected from her community. We see from Jesus' conversation that she is a woman of loose morals as she has had five husbands and now lives with a man. But what is so significant, I think, is the dignity and the respect that Jesus shows her. This woman has been used by men. Can you imagine her pain? Jesus doesn't show judgment or contempt for her. He connects with her and he accepts her as she is. Jesus says, if only you knew the gift God has for you. This is healing and recognition. Jesus speaks to her about living water, a fresh spring bubbling up within giving eternal life. He sees her hurt and her pain, but he also sees her thirst. Jesus speaks to her about God being spirit and truth, wanting true worship of spirit and truth. What is so amazing about this scripture is that Jesus reveals for the first time, the very first time, that he is the Messiah, I am to a loose, a woman of loose morals, a Samaritan. I think that Jesus knew that this woman needed to feel accepted and connected. That was her biggest need. That was her felt need. And here Jesus is healing the brokenhearted. Jesus shows her value. This is stepping out of shame and stepping out of the shadows. This connecting with Jesus has a healing and transforming effect on this woman. She is excited to overflowing that bubbling fresh spring of water and she cannot wait to tell others. She runs back to her village telling everybody about this man. Could he be the Messiah? These are the people that turned away from her, shamed her, looked down on her. But she is so moved, so healed, that she's compelled to action. The encounter had that much of an effect on her. 
This is reconciliation, mission, and passion here. Now, this was a long reading today because I wanted to draw your attention to the end of the passage to the disciples. Where were they and what were they up to? They were out to lunch. They'd gone into the village to get some lunch and when they returned to Jesus, they see that Jesus is talking to this woman and they're shocked. In their minds, they look down on the woman and they dismiss her. The disciples had been with Jesus in Cana. They had experienced and seen the boot, sorry, they had experienced and they'd seen the miracle of the water being turned into wine. But did they share that with the villagers? They didn't invite them out to see Jesus. But the woman at the well did. She stepped out of her shame, and her encounter with Jesus had made her bold. She had a relationship with the villagers, even if it was not a good one. And she offered them this living water that Jesus offered. This is passion, and this is mission at work. While the woman in all of her excitement was away spreading the good news, Jesus was talking to his disciples about the harvest, a harvest of souls that they did not see or understand. And he's saying to them, Wake up and look around. This woman is planting the seed with her neighbours and some believe her and she is challenging them to look and see for themselves. So we see this harvest, one sows and the other reaps. And Jesus is invited to stay for two days. Would you like to have Jesus stay at your place? (laughs) For two days. And so others came to salvation because they now see him for themselves. What a wonderful blessing this woman is for her community. These Samaritans were the very first to proclaim, now we know he, Jesus, is indeed the saviour of the world. People on the fringe of community, and they were the ones to proclaim it first, that he is the saviour of the world. There is so much in this scripture. I said that this story speaks to me. How? Why? I was born to a 17-year-old girl in the 60s. I was discarded and rejected. And then I was adopted by a wonderful couple, my mum and my dad, who have lived in here in Nelson. My mum said to me that I must never look at myself as being illegitimate or be ashamed. But some years ago I sat with that and I realised that I was ashamed of the circumstances of my birth. There are also things that happened to me in my teens that added to that shame. In my teenage years I call them my bad girl years. Like the woman at the well, I was used by men. God showed me God showed me that I allowed my sh- my shame to push me to the shadows 
to the side of life, to the side of the room, hoping that no one would see. See me or see my shame. He offered healing and asked me to step out of my shame and up into what he had for me. Did I trust him? God is calling us back to the garden, back to an intimate relationship with him. Intimacy. See into me. Does that make you want to pull back? Does that make you want to squirm in your seat? It's the same as Jesus said to the woman at the well, if only you knew the gift of God I have for you. God has so much more for each one of us. We have all have a choice. Some of you will know that I'm involved in prayer ministry and I love it. It excites me to sit with someone and invite God into their story, just as Jesus is at the woman at the well, and to see how God moves, how God brings healing and transformation. It always blows me away. Just as Jesus' disciples did not have a relationship with the villagers, and it was the woman who invited them to come and see, you have relationships with people I don't have, who I don't know. So who are your neighbours? Jesus is saying to each one of us, wake up and look around. What is your story? How has Jesus rescued you? And does it move you to action? Does that living water bubble up and compel you to action. What will your response be? The harvest is here. It's here in Richmond. It's no coincidence that you live here in Richmond at this time in history. And the house and the street in which you live. Some will sow and some will reap. God is inviting us up into this adventure with him to step out of the shadows. So will you be like the woman at the well? Open, thirsty, responsive. Thank you. If you'd like to connect with more of our online content at Holy Trinity in Richmond, you can do that by going to our YouTube page simply by searching for Richmond Anglican Aotearoa. You can also touch base with us online at our website or on Facebook by searching with those same words. Friends, we're so thankful that you've joined us online and that you're enjoying our content. We really do hope and pray that God is blessing you through it. If you've got any feedback, you can touch base with me, zane at richmondparish.nz. Thanks so much for listening. Music